0: Welcome to The Stream of David on Ohm Times Radio with best-selling author, channel, and creator of the Taya spiritual practice. David Strickle shares the eternal wisdom of the consciousness called the stream. Prepare to have your mind blown and receive clarity on your life and the universe like you perhaps never have before. And now, your host, David Strickle. Hi, welcome to the stream of David show. I'm very excited to have Julianne Vaccaro on with me today. I was on her uh, podcast last week. We had such a deep conversation. I thought it'd be fun to have her on the stream of David I am, and for her to talk about what she is coaching and teaching these days and in the middle segment, we will actually bring in the stream and she will have a little chat with him as well. Hi, Julianne.
1: Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me here. Excited to be here with all of you on the show today.
0: Yeah, why don't we dive in by I'm just going to allow you to sort of uh tell our audience what you coach and what your specialties are because there's a lot of them and they're very interesting. So, uh, I'll let you dive into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I've been in the coaching industry for about the last decade or so and my journey's taken very many different turns and things like that that have led me into different kind of like corners of the healing world, I guess you could say. And so the first stop for me was definitely more the the physical body and tackling things like gut health, uh, hormone health, and things like that as I was in the fitness industry at first. And then as I kind of went on my journey, I landed more into the realm of spiritual psychology and somatic sexology. So I'm currently a somatic sexologist, and I combine those three methodologies as well as some other things that I've really... Uh, integrated into my methodology and into my practice and working with clients. But mainly what I do is a combination of somatic experiencing to really step into the highest version of who you are. And so somatic therapy, really giving your body a chance to complete memories that in the past haven't necessarily had a chance to complete. So usually we're working with negative, intense experiences and letting them complete, letting them kind of reprogram the way that those things have happened so that you can take your power back and actually access those, those deeper layers of who you are. And the combination of somatic therapy with sexological body work, a really great way of explaining it is almost like the body is opening up all of these different experiences or wounds, you could say. And then the sexological portion is pouring pleasure into those spots that have previously held a lot of tenderness within you and allowing you to actually come into your full fullness and your full expression. So that's a little bit of a shortcut version.
0: Yeah, I find it, the, the topic of sex, we, we've addressed it several several times on this podcast Uh, And of course the streams teachings are very sex positive and we really take all the the human uh, egocentric uh, teachings and judgment out of everything with the stream because they are coming from a very different place. And it's surprising to me how taboo sex still is and, and what a powerful tool for positive and negative it is in our society. So I love the work that you're doing, and I I love that uh, I I think you have a heavier focus on women than men, perhaps, uh, just from what I've seen. But you can just tell us a little bit more about that. Um, I I think that, you know, as a gay man, I definitely have struggled with with sexuality earlier on in my life. And, of course, I've dealt with that as a 52-year-old gay man a long time ago, and I'm really, really uh, comfortable with the topic. But it's amazing to me how people are still teaching all of these uh, very judgmental belief systems around sex. And, of course, with all of this tension around the sexual topic, we have all of this sort of lower vibrational behavior that develops around that. I think a lot of the the lower vibrational behavior that develops around sex is because we're so chastised in, in our society. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I definitely agree. I think over the years as I've gone deeper into the world of sexology and relationships, I feel like the truth that I've come to is... kind of feeling like all of the the issues and conflicts that we have in our world is directly stemming to our sexuality, like our our body image, our food conflicts, the inner disturbances that we have in relationship. Um, Even going back to my own personal story from when I was younger, sexuality and sex was the last stop for me Um, up until this point on my healing journey. It was the thing that I didn't want to touch. It was the thing that I didn't think I needed to look at because. For starters, it had so much charge, but it also had – I didn't understand the value. I didn't understand what sexuality could have to do with stepping into my purpose and making more money and feeling better about myself and being happier. It was just something that I put on the back burner. And so I feel like because that's so much of the programming that we accept from society and through religion and all of these different um, teachings that we become accustomed to throughout our lives – it it just kind of mutes these parts of us that are filled with life force filled with energy because that is sexual energy so i do i think that so many of these issues that we are facing in the world like big scale issues have so much to do with the repre- the the repression that we've faced and the the shame that is all over our sexuality as a whole no matter if you're a man or a woman or if you identify as non-binary or trans, there's, there just is so much potential to hold for shame. And if we could just open up this box and really give ourselves permission to explore and to play, I'm just so curious what would shift in the world.
0: Absolutely. I I think what I see and, and the stream talks about this quite a bit, that we've gone through this long period of society building, our religion, government, culture, all of these things are about Trying to place everyone in a, in a box and a template, and you're supposed to live this way. You're supposed to, you know, be in a, in a opposite gendered relationship, and you're supposed to have this many children, and you know, the, all of that stuff served a, a purpose in society building, but it, it also obviously served to really mess a lot of things up, and instill a lot of fear, a lot of judgment, uh, a lot of anger, and a lot of, like I said, low vibrational behavior around it because people weren't allowed to express themselves. For whatever their true vibration was, whatever their soul consciousness vibration was in physical form, all of that was so chastised that it's, it's like you said, it's created. It's really the root of so many wrongs in our world, if you will, so many things that have uh, caused a lot of pain and a lot of trauma. And I, I have a boot camp program where we're dealing with what we call transgressor energy, and so often the transgressor energy is around early childhood uh, sexual experiences, and you know we work through that energy, you know, probably something similar to, to what you do with your clients and, and the people that that you work with, but you know finding, making peace with those experiences and trying to find some value in them. Uh, in the transgressor energy the, the stream goes really deep into that work and I don't know how much of that you incorporate uh, I would imagine that with your background you, you go to a, a much more complex level than what the stream does but it's it's interesting just to, to see what all of this negativity around that topic just does to our society, and I'm just so happy that there are people like you that are working with people to sort of bring them through that. And I understand vibrational flow, and it's all our experiences, and you know, contrast serves a purpose. But we're definitely moving as a society to a place where people are more open and free, and accepting of whatever we are at our, at our soul core. And what I see is a pushback for that, though. I, I definitely see this this sort of tension in our society right now, people that are wanting to really elevate and really enjoy lives of more freedom, but there's always going to be this pendulum that swings in the opposite direction. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think it's a beautiful question. I mean, even as a practitioner, it's something that I've noticed and have been mindful of in my own journey and process, and I feel like this year alone has brought up so much so many more layers of unpacking for myself in this and i've I've found myself looking at that shame piece again, and it's been so incredibly humbling and expansive because like you said it can be easy to kind of bounce back and forth right around the identities in which maybe you've you've picked up on from family and society that's telling you to be act speak and show up in one way and then the actual authentic version of who you are so i think that it is it can be this this push and pull dynamic that that you can experience in your body and like we've talked about before with every expansion there's contraction and so it is It is part of you know that flow and it's so important to regulate and to do the things that you know are in service of you to stay in that place of expansion and not all of the time, right? It, it, it is a flow, but to also stay true and aligned with, with where you're going and why you're choosing the things that you're choosing. So I think in really getting clear on what your authentic expression is it's again like we've talked about so much of unpacking what those societal layers are and really asking yourself if those those questions um if those pieces that have been reflected back to you about the way that you should show up in your sex wasn't there who would you be how would you express and bringing the conversation of gender into this as well. This last year, I've really um, went deep into social justice work just around gender and gender equality and looking at the difference between sexual orientation and biological sex and gender and really bri- separating gender from your from your biological sex, which is a concept that is so foreign to so many of us. And in fact, it was the first time that I had even heard it in the beginning of this year, because it's not something that's taught. So there's so many things that are embedded into our society around sexuality that cause us to show up in the way that we do. I mean, even the conversation of masculine and feminine we talked a little bit about this on my show but they're so separate than gender um but I feel that a lot of us are associating these things with gender and are really we're feeling like there's like we need to be more feminine if we're in a feminine identifying body or if we identify with some energy and so there's so many layers and pieces to it which is so incredibly beautiful and I think so many of us are in that place of wanting to expand and step into it and Yeah, we have a long way to go for society, but I'm so excited to see that there are all of these shifts and conversations happening in these ways.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely a time of awakening on every level. And and this is just another uh, example of awakening. People are waking up and understanding that, and tell me if I'm using this term correctly, gender expression and your biological sex are two different things. Gender expression is what society tells us we're supposed to Where and how we're supposed to behave, and even at one time what career choices we were supposed to make based on our gender, and it's all programming. And I'm amazed at some. You know, I'm a TikToker these days because I'm on TikTok, Mm -hmm. and I actually have a pretty decent audience there. And I love TikTok, but there it's all sorts of things. It's kind of the wild west of social media at this point. And there's these conservative commentators. That were all up in arms because there's some pop star um, Harry Styles that was photographed in Vogue wearing a dress and they were so upset by you can't do that. It's not allowed in society. And I'm thinking this person is not even thought beyond what they're programmed to think. And they're intelligent enough to have a platform. They're intelligent enough to, to put you know, shows together and do all of these things. Yet. Their lane is this, you know, we're going to keep everything the way that it's always been. I understand that that's their audience and they're trying to serve their audience. But just that it seems so ridiculous to me to tell someone that you can't wear an article of clothing because of your gender you know, or because of your biological sex. That's just so silly. The way you wear your hair, you know, the, the, all of these things. It's always been very bewildering to me, even though I, I'm probably more would be more stereotypical masculine other than the fact that I am gay. Uh, I, I just, I, I've never since I was really young, I just knew that I didn't need to judge people based on that, that if a man were to wear a dress or express himself in what we consider a more feminine way, that's no big deal. I always liked that even as a child. And I I think that that's one of the reasons that I look back and say that my being gay was a real gift because it made me question everything. And the fact that I questioned everything really gave me great clarity and and really opened my mind up to a lot of different ideas very opposite of what i was taught in small town louisiana trust me
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely and i love i love the the perspective that you took on that and and how being gay allowed you to the space to question every little thing right and i think that's that's such a different experience than I'm going to just use me and speak for me as an example. But as a cis hetero white woman, like there was me quite like I had questions of those things growing up, but my orientation is toward males. And so it didn't it didn't give me that like inquiry that perhaps having an experience of of enjoying men over women, the opposite of what society tells you you should be um, would bring up for you.
0: Yeah, I do have definitely I've always had respect for people who didn't have, um, you know, uh, um, an orientation or an interest that was kind of outside the, the, the quote unquote norm that still questioned and, and really zoomed out. And I love to use that, that term zooming out to a higher perspective, really zoomed out on a topic uh, as you mature, because you see how society can treat people that are stepping outside or blurring the lines a little bit and just your innate sense of right and wrong. That's that's the way I looked at it. Just my innate sense of right and wrong. You know, Who is this person harming by presenting themselves this way? Why is it bothering you so much? It didn't bother me. And to this day, I don't understand why it bothers others other than the fact that they've been taught a certain way. They haven't questioned it. It seems to work for them and their belief system. And there's fear at the root of it, that fear of my way of life that I fit into very well is being challenged because somebody else is choosing to do something differently than me. And of course, that's, that's also a major root of a lot of problems in our society, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, going back to some of the the spaces that I've been a part of this year, which have been so um, based out of education around these, these topics, like it's, it's so fear-based for so many different reasons. I mean, sexuality, even without this part of the conversation is something that's so taboo that so many of us are kind of in fear of having, right? I think even for me in this start of my journey, like looking, naming that part of my body was scary for me. I I didn't even want to go there. And that's a lot of um, individuals that I find that are starting to get into this work, have a similar experience or relationship to those parts of their bodies. And so I think um, so I think going back to the education piece, I think it's it's so fear based because I think a lot of these bigger like companies and the government and all of those different pieces of it, it's like what is what is that going to shift, right? Like public bathrooms and all of these things are are so embedded even in like insurance companies and things like that. So we're starting to make some headway. Um, like in Portland, you can have on your license. I'm not in Portland and Oregon, whether or not you're, you can get an X if you don't identify as male or female, but it's also like, how does that tie into insurance and all of these other uh, pieces that really tie into how, and what you're allowed to do in this world?
0: Yeah, I think just, you know, the more we release these identifying things that separate us, the the more joyful we're going to be as a society. We're going to take a quick break and when we get back, Julianne is actually going to talk to the stream. She has some questions for them. We'll be right back with Julianne Vicaro. The TAYA practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Thai boot bootcamp graduates have to say
1: practice has taken my professional life me to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible.
0: This work is profound. If you do the tire boot camp and maintain a daily practice you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life your health your your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join TIA camp Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are here. We understand that you have some questions for us.
1: Yes, excited to chat with you today. Hmm, just feeling into which questions are top priority here. Hmm. I'm going to go off of the question that you asked me a little bit in the conversation of shame and kind of dancing back and forth between where we want to go and old programs and things like that when they repeat and kind of how to shift out of that interim that sometimes exists in moving from point A to point B, like shifting out of that old identity into the new.
0: Understanding that you are all subject to polarity in in a physical environment, therefore you are existing in a state of ongoing vibrational flow, meaning that you are going to flow through an overall high vibrational period where most of the things in your lives are are going relatively well, and you you are going to dip down from time to time into what you may consider a lower vibrational period. We are not judging these high to low vibrations the 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 judgment of such is is a human condition that is egocentric that is the the human portion of you that does that and when you begin expanding your consciousness and 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 loving yourselves more as you are you you are in a a, an upward trajectory regarding your vibration You, you are in a higher vibration state And you are going to to think differently about yourselves, about the world around you when you're in that higher vibration state. And when things dip a bit, you may revert back to some old habits of thought. There are many habits of thought that are established very early on in your lives. And when you acquire these root transgressors, as we tend to refer to them, these things can be present throughout your lifetime. And they are there by design to create what many of you refer to as contrast in your lives. Meaning the, 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 you are here, your, your soul's desire in coming into physical is to absolutely have physical expressions of that which we are, that which you are in an eternal state, but also to encounter obstacles, to encounter some unwanted things. Because your solving of the unwanted things creates your expansion as a being. You you expand as a human being in the overcoming of your obstacles and the evolving beyond, the creating solutions of. But more importantly, you expand as an eternal being in each of your physical expressions, which are infinite, by overcoming obstacles. So, So those of you that choose Perhaps more difficult paths are actually expressions of a soul consciousness that is desiring great expansion. So when you begin viewing your human life experience from that perspective, you can then begin to, to, to make peace with the transgressor energy, the experiences in your lives that you carry with you. You can transition the way that you view these experiences and finding the value in them. And it is our promise to you that every single negative thing that you have ever endured as a human being has a hidden value, perhaps a not so hidden value. And when you find that value, you detune that transgressor energy and you can do enough of this work to where that vibrational dust, if you will, dissipates, almost completely disappears, but it takes some time, it takes some effort, Because these vibrations are present always. And in the detuning of them, they dissipate, but they are not eradicated. It's important that you understand that. That's because you are perceiving life in linear time, but you are not operating in linear time on an eternal basis. So everything that's ever happened and everything that's ever going to happen in your being, and in this case in your human experience, is happening simultaneously. And that's why these, these vibrations need to to evolve and transition via your focus upon them. Mm,
1: Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm interested in hearing around experiences that are co-created, feeling like they are all co-created, right? And there's that, Mm -hmm. that higher self that is creating these obstacles and leading you on a path that will bring you the lessons that you need to learn. And I find that sometimes where I see like a disharmony or a struggle is when we get fixated on the why of of like why is this happening and what is the lesson in it. So I'm curious around like how much is is an intentionally created like co-created experience for these obstacles and and like how much of that even really matters, right.
0: It depends on how you react to, to, to your obstacles. Most of you ha- have been uh, raised, if you will, in, in, a, in a vibration of victimhood that is very prevalent in, in, in humanity in your current time. This, this idea of victimization. We absolutely understand your human perspective of things happening to you that you did not intentionally invite in. But taking the victim vibration away from it and viewing it, as you say, as a co-creative experience. Not needing to understand, for example, why a young child would place themselves in the path of that, because there are things that are a bit beyond your human comprehension, but simply understanding that your soul desire is to come and and experience a physical experience of contrast and a, a, a soul consciousness, which you all are at your root tend to label this different things, very often you call it your your inner being or your higher self, very much will choose a path of of, of greater contrast for the more sophisticated experience that it will offer. So the one that projects into the path of even being an aborted fetus is is, is looking for, for lack of a better term in, in human words, a riskier experience, or in the path of uh, the serious illness from birth, or the path of being born into to great poverty, or something of that nature, or in the path of uh, of being abused in some way, that more sophisticated experience is is seeking more contrast early on that will need to be worked out through a lifetime. So you, what you were saying is, is is in alignment with what we are offering. That if you fixate too much on the why. From a victim mindset, you are simply going to take your vibration down in that victim mindset. Whereas if you set an intention to find gifts in it, to find the gift, if nothing else, of what it taught you and and view it from a more positive, more empowered perspective, there is much more healing energy in that than than the, the why question, because the why question will inevitably take many back to that victim vibration.
1: Absolutely. So would you say that most of the struggles that we encounter are all co-created?
0: Everything that you have encountered in your lifetime is a co-creation from your vibration. Of course, your vibration is not necessarily a vibration of desire. Very often, your vibration can be one of fear. You are transitioning in your early childhood years, usually between the ages of three and five, from, from a, a highly connected spiritually-based being, if you will, to being more rooted in the ego, you, you are taught to ignore all of the, 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 the things that the, the adults around you have long forgotten and, and pay attention to being a human being. And the value in that is, is is that you are learning to come and play as a human being, if you will. The transgressor energy in that is that you are forgetting everything that that you brought into this lifetime by design so that you can have a unique, expansive experience of contrast. But there are things that you're going to manifest not because you're looking for them or wanting them or even fully understanding them from your human perspective, especially as an early childhood being, but because of fear. Remember back when you were very young and, and there are things that scared you because you were in this transition period. You were afraid of the dark, you were afraid of the boogeyman, you were afraid of different things. And that fear vibration attracts things to be fearful about and can attract things that later on you can be told that were abuse that in that moment you did not realize were abuse. It was something that was happening that that from your human perspective you did, did not understand. But later came to understand it and then the victim label is hung and that victim vibration is developed And understanding that it's something from your human perspective you did not want and would not want for another, but hanging on to that victim vibration will simply attract more things of that nature. This is why those who are abused often go into adulthood and enter into abusive relationships. Because that vibration stays active. The universe only answers yes. So understanding that the universe only answers yes regardless of the judgment of the human mind That when fear is present, more things to be fearful about are going to enter the experience. And when joy is present, more things to be joyful about are going to enter the experience. But you're not taught this in your society. You are taught to give your power away. The reason we are here sharing these words through David the way that we do is to empower all of you to find your paths back to creating your reality with more intention. And, and making peace with everything that has occurred in your lives up until this point so that you can break some of these cycles that you have found yourselves in.
1: Mm, absolutely. I love that piece of the co creation coming from not necessarily a conscious desire, but from the fear that's present as well, because that's in the frequency that you're vibrating at. Indeed. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you so much. And. How, I guess the last question would be, like you said, the, the flow of, and the ebbs and flow, there's like the macro flow of that, right? And higher forces are not judging the, the, like the ebb and flow of the positive and the negative. Um, so best practices to stay in that positive vibration?
0: The, the best practices to stay in the positive vibration are, are to look at what lowers your vibration. If you're consuming and understanding that, that, that your physical apparatus, your, your body is, is, is essentially a filtration system. You were taking in information, you were taking in temperature, you were taking in sights and sounds and food and, and water and, and all of these things. And your ability to filter these things out very much is predicated upon your ability to consume without judgment, enjoy, and release. When you are consuming with judgment, you are holding on to, when you are judging your experience, when you are judging your your lower vibrational downflow, if you will, as something bad or awful or evil or dark, that is creating the scenario for you that's holding you in that position. So understanding that, that you are a filtration system, first and foremost, and, and you are very aware of, of taking better care of your physical apparatus in, in a way that allows the filtration to flow more freely. Meditation, quieting your mind, allowing your natural connection to our energy to, to simply be realized through, through, through quietness and calmness. And the third thing is, is to not judge the lower vibrational flow as awful or evil or dark or any of those things, which many of you do. You you, you, you find teachings such as this. You want to raise your vibration. And we very much understand that. But understanding and appreciating the magic of vibrational flow, for if there's no down, there will be no up. So you, you can certainly set an intention and, and in practice habits in your lives that will allow you to be up more of the time and understand that every once in a while, your vibration is simply going to dip down a bit. And when you do not judge it and simply appreciate it and flow through it and understand that that lower vibrational time is your negative creation time. And the the things that you do not want to do when you're down there is is, is get on a thought path. Start planning things. Anything that you do down in that lower vibrational field is, is going to have a negative effect for you. Of course, the negative effect is giving you an opportunity to overcome and create something new in the process of overcoming and expand in that process. But allow that to happen naturally without judging that lower vibrational time. There is no external source of what you perhaps, and, and, and when we say you, we mean humanity, would label as evil or demonic or dark. The lower vibrational energy is energy void of our consciousness. The, the evil deeds, if you will, are all human creation born of the judgment of it born of all of these rules and all of this contrast that that in this polarized environment, you all create for yourselves. So when you stop judging that lower vibrational flow and doing more things to keep yourselves flowing back up, understanding that all of the solutions for every single problem that you manifest exist for you in higher vibration. And you all manifest every single thing that you encounter. So not judging that is bad and, and not needing to call your way up so much and simply flowing through that lower period Right back up into high vibration is indeed your natural state of being.
1: Thank you, thank you. And what? When, what if there's resistance in actually getting to that next level and that higher vibration? Like resistance in in evolving to that next level of consciousness.
0: The the, the resistance will always be an egocentric creation, very often rooted in some type of fear of expansion, self sabotage. And it, 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 that is your choice and understanding choice and coming to understand vibrational flow and what to do when you're up and what not to do when you're down will deliver you from that, that recurring pattern.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Very good. Much love. That is all we have. Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya boot camp graduates have to say.
1: I'm so comfortable in my skin and who I am that it just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. I'm so full of joy and clarity every day to feel this good and this amazing. I, As I said, there's, there's no words. I can't stress enough how wonderful this program is. I was living in fear. My life felt like it was a constant groundhog day. Every morning I woke up, I felt, oh, here we go again. This is the first time I feel like I took control of my own life. Probably the best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life, and now I am living it. I'm creating it, and it's not a dream anymore. It's reality.
0: It's time to awaken to abundance with the Taya Practice and Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today to learn more about the Taya Practice and book your free discovery meeting. Hello. We are back. I am back with Julianne (laughs) (laughs) Vicaro. Always a little confused after I channel. I don't have much... um, Recollection. So, in this segment, we kind of unpack what you talked to the stream about. Uh, So, any revelations for the stream from the stream?
1: (laughs) I think a beautiful reminder around those co creations really just being a response to your vibration, right? Like, I think there's so much opportunity to go and do as you stated or as the stream stated victimhood, right? And blaming, getting fixated on the why, but also I find a lot of people that I come across, especially in this spiritual conscious space, like beating themselves up for the co-creation, for the negative, which is just creating more judgment around it, which really prevents the solution, which as you said was, are available in those higher vibrational states.
0: Yeah, I think one of the, the, it's, I think it's fantastic that law of attraction is a mainstream thing. Uh, The book The Secret uh, is sort of introduced. That's one of the best-selling books of all time. But you can't dive too deep into law of attraction without getting into spiritual teachings because you you don't make sense of it all. If you start to claim your creative power and say, okay, I'm going to manifest wealth and and all of these material things that you tend to want and not claim ownership of everything that you manifest, you're never really gonna get it. And then they start, people start doing this work and then they internalize that, well, why did I manifest this unwanted thing? Why did I manifest cancer or being abused or you know, just all of these things? And you're right, people start beating themselves up for that. And then they, they continually beat themselves up for every negative thing that enters their lives. And when you go really deep into to teaching such as this, then you start to understand the value of the negative and how we attract things. And that we're not here to live perfect lives anyway. We are supposed to manifest some unwanted stuff that that expands our, our our consciousness, expands our being by going through difficulty. And so there's no reason to beat yourself up about that. So I'm glad that's uh, you know part of your teachings uh, around sexuality and everything else that you teach, because the, the beating yourselves up, you know, that just is going to attract more unwanted things of of like nature into your life. And there's no reason to do that. We're all here to experience contrast and whatever we've experienced in our lives, making peace with it by finding the gifts in it, even if it takes time. Because what what I have found is that there's little things that bubble up. You know, we do this work, there's little things that will sort of present itself for you to deal with when you're ready to deal with it. But when you go digging, if you're not really ready to do the work when you go digging, you can really take yourself down a negative path.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And much of which of what the stream mentioned was abuse, which was a huge part of my story. Um and so I think that was a really crucial part for me in my own journey and and remembering was the lessons in that and not faulting myself for those experiences as a child, right? And really seeing the silver lining in it, but also seeing them them all as the gift and i think something that was stated during that channeling was around like the repetition right of those things that can continuously show up especially if you've had an abusive childhood then going into relationships as an adult there's typically those patterns and it's been such a great unraveling for me um and that was yeah that was a big part of it for me
0: yeah i I tell people when they join my boot camp i sort of you give them the the disclaimers, and one of the disclaimers are that boot camp has caused some marriages, but it's also caused some divorces. Yeah, because when you start doing work raising your vibration, and I would say that ninety percent of uh, boot campers are, are female, um, and we have had people that have really started learning to love themselves, perhaps for the first time in their lives, really, and really raise their vibration and start living a more empowered, authentic life. And then the person they're with in a relationship a romantic relationship doesn't like that new version of them. Yeah. And the relationship can dissolve, but I haven't seen one yet that the person was upset about the dissolution. In the so <laughs> that's, that's a good outcome for you. It's a positive outcome for me no, Nobody got out of a relationship that they said was fantastic and serving them on a high level because they raised their vibration. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That, that, and, in- That exact experience happened to me going through somatics and going through my own personal healing journey. It was like just the two identities that had matched at the first meeting were the ones that were being played out and then going through my own healing, it shifted everything. And it was like, who is this person in front of me now that I am more of who I am.
0: Absolutely. And even friendships, everything sort of shifts in your life. When you start doing this vibrational, you know, housekeeping, And working to raise your vibe and and, and you're thinking higher of yourself and it's an interesting journey and it ebbs and flows because of uh, and I'm sure the string talked about vibrational flow It, it ebbs and flows for all of us because we don't just get on this upward trajectory and just continue to just you know escalate we have these twists and turns but I've come to a place where I really appreciate the twists and turns and the bumps in the path because that is there to serve the creation of, of a better version of whatever it is is we're, we're manifesting.
1: Mm, absolutely. It's such a sweet place to be in when you can, you can ride those waves and, and find that level of peace, but also surrender in, in, in all of the lows and highs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the, um, the most transformative thing that I've in, in doing this work for a little over a decade now, uh, I, I really created Taya for myself. I'm always. I've always been a self-taught person. I was not a good student. I was dyslexic. I didn't really get past the 10th grade, uh, but I ended up being a corporate executive for many years. But I, I dug in and taught. I was very curious. I dug in and really educated myself on every topic, and I was really not that deep into spirituality. I was really entranced in what I was receiving my whole life, and I now call the stream. And so I've developed all these methods that are kind of different than what a lot of mainstream spiritual teachers teach but we all end up at the same place. And I love that. I love Mm -hmm. having people like you on the show where you have got your set of tools that are very well developed. You're very effective at at helping people and we get together and realize it's all rooted in the same
1: place. It's cool. And it's especially cool when when you kind of develop your own methodology or your own tools and your own practice. And then you meet someone else who is like also self-taught and has the exact same tool. And you're like, wait, how are we both teaching the same thing?
0: Yeah. Well, I think all of it is just more connection to source, more love Mm -hmm. of self and detuning judgment. You do those three things. You're just going to it's just going to start to unfold and unfold and unfold. And it just gets better and better and better. And not judging when we mess up is huge, because every time I've messed up, you know, I started I left my corporate job just in 2017 and started doing what I do, you know, full time for a living. And there's been all sorts of twists and turns. And it would have been very easy for me to say, wait a minute, I'm teaching teaching expansion and raising your vibration this should just be perfection but i knew better mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and every time i've encountered an obstacle it's just made everything better in the end I and mean, now when the obstacles come i meet them in joy
1: Hmm. yeah yes so good
0: <laughs> i love yeah, that such whole a great thing. way to live life right yeah yeah mm-hmm. so in the last few minutes why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find you and, and what your offerings are and all that because you have quite a bit so i want you to have some time to share all that.
1: Sure, absolutely. So um, I'm mainly over on Instagram at Julianne Vicaro. My website is juliannevaquero.com. I also have a podcast called The Reclamation Project that's available on iTunes and Spotify. And like you mentioned, I do mainly work with women. I am open to all genders and all humans, but my main, uh, the main, humans that I work with are women and I offer a couple of different things. I have formed the goddess approach methodology, which we an embodiment certification in 2021. And then I also offer somatic sexology healing sessions over in Denver. And then I also have some masterminds and, uh, programs like awakening your divine feminine and really going into relationships, polarity and, uh, things in that arena.
0: Very nice. So Instagram, uh, definitely check her out on Instagram. And the rec- is, when does my episode that I'm on with you air?
1: That one will be uh, beginning of March.
0: March, okay. So we will uh, post about that when it gets a little closer to it uh, to, to send everybody over there to make sure that uh, they get to hear that episode. The, the live radio show uh, that I do turns into my podcast. So this will live on as the Stream of David podcast. We always post the podcast the week after the live radio show. But uh, the energy of live radio is just cool, even the the nervousness of getting everything to work Mm -hmm. before we sign on kind of creates this uh, this vibration that um, that we carry into the show and the episode. So in the last few minutes, uh, you know, it's interesting. I grew up, I think I mentioned earlier, I grew up in the South uh, in in sort of a religious uh, scenario with a mother who definitely was not a very happy individual and probably the most prudish human being i've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely you know sex is disgusting any girl that is into sex is you know a slut and you know that's how i was raised and i always questioned it and that's why i I love that she was somewhat disconnected from my life because i really went inward to the stream and and kind of saw her as an example um of somebody who was living a very fear-based life and unfortunately she lived her entire lifetime like that and i see now the gift because I i i always tell people that i didn't speak to my mother the last 20 years of her life she didn't want to speak to me when i came out of the closet and told her that i was gay she cut me off for the rest of her life for the next 20 years we never had any communication all the way to the end and people think that that's so horrible and when i made peace With that situation, seeing what it actually did for me and the work that I had to do to to kind of get through all of that. And the fact that growing up, I didn't follow her lead. Mm -hmm. I, I became my own person was such a gift. And I found such appreciation for her as she was. I tell people now I have a better relationship with her now that she's crossed over than I ever had with her in life, certainly. And she's she is a very different being on the other side than she was as a human. She was very bound up in societal teaching. She was a baby boomer and they were taught very different things, especially the, the uh, females regarding sex. And it was just such an interesting way to grow up knowing that I was gay from a very young age. I knew when I was six that I was gay and that you know the, the religion that I was in taught me that I was wrong and my mother taught me I was wrong, that, that what I was was wrong. My father didn't understand it at all. I don't think he still does and all that's okay. I'm my own being and I've worked through all of this stuff. I love myself the way that I am and I want this for everyone. So again, I know how much sexuality and and the topic of sex can really um, disrupt people's lives and, and hold them away from joy. And I love that you're doing this work.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. That's such a beautiful perspective on that piece with your mother.
0: Yeah. You know, again, it's, 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 That's why I'm so about finding the value in every experience, including our negative experiences, because, again, we're taught, oh, that's terrible, that's awful, it's so bad that happened to you. Okay, that's great. Thank you for your empathy. I appreciate that. But let's talk about the good in every experience. And there are certainly people that have had some really negative, really violent experiences, and doing the work to find good in that is, is a journey but I have worked with people and I'm sure you have as well that, that find, you know, the, 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 the nugget, if there's only a nugget, they'll find the nugget in that. And they realize if they focus on the nugget of positive in that sea of negative, that that's going to serve their now and their future so much better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh yes. Always with the silver linings. And yeah, I similarly took a journey with, with my parents, um, after diving into this work of just taking space and really, Wanting to be able to clear those things, within my own body and my own system and being, to be able to relate to them in a, in a clear, clean way. And it was one of the most beneficial things that I was able to do.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. And you've been doing this professionally for quite some time. Right?
1: Um, for about the last three or four years in this way, uh, before that a little bit of a different arena.
0: Yeah. So I, the last, in the last minute, we have two minutes left. <laughs> I don't want to start, I can't start a long topic because we'll be played out, but what, what was the thing that finally motivated you to, to make the shift to do what you're doing now as a full-time gig?
1: Mm. My own personal journey, also very, very self-taught, taught by my own traumas and my own experiences and i think one thing led me into the next and um it was just about almost three years ago now i ended in an abusive relationship that actually ended with a pregnancy that i later found out was intentional on his part and i did all of this healing work and, and all the therapy and all the coaching and all the counseling three hours a week for months and really wanted to just start new like heal and integrate these lessons that i had been learning over and over and I eventually got back out into the world and noticed that my body wasn't on board. And so it led me into the world of somatics and sexological body work where um, I really learned what it meant to fully experience something and to go into your emotions and to feel them fully and to be able to, from that place, release, let go, and step into this next version of who you are. Love
0: it. Love it. I just love to hear people's stories. Of what you know what what the thing is that finally motivates them to really uh, I, I call it jumping out of the airplane. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I jumped yeah. out of the airplane for my my corporate ex- existence and I uh, just decided to do this full time and uh, have not regretted it for for one second. I, I love um, you know talking to people like you and, and just doing what we do all day long is is so very satisfying.
1: Absolutely. Thank it's you an so honor. much for
0: being here. Thank you so much for being here, Julian. I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to check out Juliana Baccaro on Instagram at julianabaccaro.com. Thank you.
1: Thank you.